from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. WIA News for week commencing October 6th, 2019, in our 24th year of non-stop news. I'm John VK4JJW, still filling in for Kempe VK4BB, but not for much longer. IARU Administrative Council steps up efforts to combat radio spectrum pollution. VK contest stations will soon be able to use 2 by one call signs. A border-to-border DMR network planned for New South Wales. This and more in this edition of News from the Wireless Institute of Australia and for the week of October 6th, 2019. The Administrative Council, AC, of the International Amateur Radio Union, IARU, held its annual in-person meeting on 28th and 29th of September in Lima, Peru, just before the Triennial General Assembly of IARU Region 2. The AC is responsible for the policy and management of the IARU and consists of the three IARU international officers and two representatives from each of the three IARU regional organisations. Peter VKA-WIA Federal Secretary has an extensive review on this in the news release section of the WIA website. Two-by-one call signs for contesters. Felix has more on this in Ham Radio Operational News. And the proposed border-to-border DMR network. Cole details this in Special Interest Group News, coming up shortly. Now, with Board Talk, here's WIA Federal Secretary, Peter, VK8ZZ. Good morning, all. The changes to the Amateur Radio Licence Conditions Determination, which were released last month, are far less than the WIA and the amateur radio community in general sort. It is pleasing to see that Foundation licensees can now use digital modes, but there is still much work to be done in pursuit of additional conditions for the amateur radio service. The WIA will pursue the additional LCD changes that were sought in our submissions. In particular, we will be lobbying to have changes in power limitations and changes to the structure for issuing call signs, especially foundation-level call signs, although this is not part of the LCDs. The WIA is also keen to pursue the use of the 60-metre band. Ted Thrift, VK2ARA, is the WIA club's coordinator. He has requested that all clubs check and update the club listing on the WIA website. Statistics show that these details are regularly checked by the general public and it is important to ensure that details are correct. If the club directory access details have been misplaced, please send an email to the National Office. Harry, VK6YBZ, the Editor-in-Chief, is still looking for one or more sub-editors to join the editorial team for the Wireless Institute of Australia's AR magazine and proposed electronic publications. Expressions of interest should be sent to the secretary at wia.org.au. The WIA are keen to publish more technical articles in AR magazine. The submission of technical articles for consideration is encouraged. It would be great to see some articles specifically aimed at the Foundation licensee, especially in light of the fact that Foundation licensees can now modify and construct their own equipment. The WIA is currently in discussions with the ACMA on the issue of the publication of the Amateur Radio Coolbook. In closing, I had to check recently that it was not the 1st of April when I heard that USA transceivers may be required to show bands in imperial measurements. 
I look forward to working the states on 45.9 feet band, uh, as the noise floor in Darwin is far too high on the 262.5 foot band. This has been Peter Clee, VK8ZZ. Thank you for listening. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, RAC, NZART, Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. We start this week with news from France. Associations hold first joint meeting. One of the French National Amateur Radio Societies, URC, has posted a report on the first meeting of the Inter-Association Radio Amateur Group held September 22nd. A translation reads, The Inter-Association Radio Amateur Group held its first meeting on Sunday, September 22nd in Paris in the presence of FNRASEC, AMSAT, REF, URC, FFBRA, VE France and DRATF. In a very friendly atmosphere, several themes emerged. Community services, training and exams, internal and external communications regulations. A future meeting is scheduled for October 13 in Paris to finalise the roadmaps for groups to be formed around these themes. The URC has responded favourably to the invitation to the Ham Expo exhibition in Le Mans, held October 12 and will be present, giving an opportunity to meet and discuss the future of amateur radio in France. South Africa's RF noise monitoring effort schedules workshop. The SARL RF noise workshop has been postponed to November. The workshop at the NARC planned for yesterday has been postponed and some of the discussions will now be incorporated in the next scheduled workshop November 23rd. The case study on mains noise and how to overcome it with a few simple measures will be included in the VHF workshop agenda. As you can understand, workshops require a lot of planning and in this case will only be presented if a minimum of 15 persons sign up to attend. More details will soon be available on the SARL website. In 2017, South African amateurs undertook a detailed study to monitor the rising RF noise floor and devise ways to mitigate it. The League notes that the rising RF noise floor has long-term consequences for ham radio because the source of interfering devices such as RF heated cooking appliances, LED lights, electricity-saving lamps and ultimately wireless power transmission for electric vehicles will be everywhere. AMSAT South Africa has been supporting a noise interference monitoring system for HF that comprises of a number of remote stations. Winning scores announced for the ARDF Championships in Slovenia. In case you're wondering who the big winners were at this year's ARDF Championships in Slovenia, the top scores have just been posted. The 22nd IARU Region 1 ARDF Championships were held in Rogla, Slovenia from the 2nd to the 8th of September by the Slovenian Amateur Radio Society, ZRS, who welcomed amateurs from many IARU Region 1 countries. The USA also sent a guest competitor who was not actually part of the official competition. In all, 315 competitors faced off in four disciplines, sprint, foxering, two classic hunts on HF and VHF bands, and there were 110 sets of competition medals awarded. Results are posted on the championship's official website. Radio Club of America announces this year's award recipients. 
top honours are being given out by the Radio Club of America this season and Ham's number among the recipients. Among those being honoured by the club's 2019 awards are Ham Nation's own Bob Heil, Kilo 9 Echo India Delta, who is being given the Alfred H. Grebe Award for Excellence in Engineering and Manufacturing of Radio Equipment, Martin F. Jew, Kilo 5 Fox Lima Uniform, owner of MFJ Enterprises, who is receiving the Barry Goldwater Amateur Radio Award for his contributions to Ham Radio, Henry Richter, Whiskey 6 Victor Zulu Alpha, who is receiving the Lifetime Achievement Award, which recognises significant achievements that have advanced the art and science of wireless technology. And George R. Stoll, Whiskey Zero Kilo Bravo Tango, who is the recipient of the Fred M. Link Award for his achievements in land mobile radio communications. Hams also numbered among the RCA fellows named, having been nominated for the honour by the membership. A list of all recipients this year and in previous years can be found at the Radio Club of America website. Emirates' first astronaut launches into space. The first astronaut from the United Arab Emirates has successfully launched into space, bound for the International Space Station, where he will conduct experiments and engage in radio communications back on Earth with the help of the Emirates Amateur Radio Society. Hazar al-Mansouri made his nation the 40th country to send a citizen into space. Al-Mansouri lifted off on September 25th with his crewmates from Kazakhstan atop Russia's Soyuz FG rocket. And finally this week, Norway shutting down long-wave transmitter. Norway's government-owned broadcaster NRK has announced that it will shut down its long-wave transmitter on 153 kHz this month, citing low audiences for the AM service. Officials held a consultation in 2018 regarding the planned shutdown but said no one came forward with objections at the time. In the same announcement, NRK said it planned to upgrade its medium-wave transmitter on 1485 kHz. The 1,000-watt transmitter is still widely used, they added, and the frequency would be useful for preparations for emergency operations. Noting in a letter to the National Ministry of Culture that the facility is ageing, NRK said it would undertake an upgrade that would boost the power from 1 to 3 kilowatts, making it Norway's last AM station, since the number of listeners in Norway has continued to shrink as a result of other means of reception. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Ham Radio Operational News. It's a contact sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. All major Australian contests rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. VK contest stations will soon be able to use 2 by one call signs. The Australian Communications and Media Authority has granted VK contest stations the right to use 2 by one call signs. They will be valid for 12 months and be available for holders of advanced licences who are participating in contests. The ACMA will make call signs available from a VK0A to VK9Z, managed by the Australian Maritime College on behalf of the ACMA. Holders of the 2 by one call signs will be required to achieve at least 750 contacts in a 12-month period participating in at least four contests in order to be considered an active contester. No date has been announced for when the first call signs will be issued. From the Fisher's Ghost Amateur Radio Club, the third period of the Ted Powell Memorial DX Challenge for 2019 has now closed. 
and entries are open until the 14th of October. The objective of the challenge is to work the most wanted EXCC entities based on their ranking and club log's most wanted list, which is published on the contest website. All Australian amateurs are eligible to enter, and it's easy. You don't need to be a serious DXer. If you've worked in DX during the July-September period, submit an entry. This is a fun and relaxed challenge where you work DX in your own time over a three-month period. Details on the website listed in a text edition of this news. Turkelau Islands Expedition. Just a reminder that a large international team of operators will be active as ZK3A from the Tokelau Islands, OC048, between now and October the 11th. Activity will be 160 to 6 metres using CWSSB in the digital modes. RITI, PSK31 and FT8, and EME, 6 metres. QSL via YT1AD Direct, OQRS Direct or Bureau, or TW. Uploaded six months after the expedition. IOTA, Islands on the Air, AS206. Operators Ted, JF1CCH, and EJI, JQ1SUO, will be active as JF1CCH stroke zero, and JQ1SUO stroke zero from Sano Island between October the 13th and 14th. Activity will be on various HF bands using CWSSB and FT8. QSL via the home call signs. NA008, Zone 2. Look for VY0ERC to be once again active from the Eureka Weather Station sometime in October-November. This station is operated by the Eureka Amateur Radio Club, probably the most northerly located amateur radio club in the world, from Eureka, Nunavut. These suggested bands are 40 and 20 metres, possibly even 80 metres, as well as FM satellites, from ER60, EQ79, using SSB, the digital modes, and a very slow CW. Activity will be limited to their spare time. QSL via M0OXO, OQRS, or direct. NA128, Pierre, VE2GT, was active from the Canadian island, Grosse Ille, CISA, QC010. From the Irish Memorial National Historic Site on September 29th, from 1445 to 1815 Zulu, plus or minus E delay of the boat. Activity was to be on 80 to 10 metres. The Polish Special Event Station, HF60 KJM, is on the air marking the 60th anniversary of the club station, SP9 KJM. QSL to SP9 KJM and direct via the Bureau, LOGW or EQSL. Listen for Renee, DL2JRM operating as 9H3YY from Malta from the 18th to the 22nd of October. Renee will be on 80 through 10 metres using CWNSSB. He will also be participating in the Worked All Germany contest on the 19th and 20th of October. QSL is home call sign, direct or by the Bureau. Anton, ON6NL is active as 5X8C in Uganda until the 7th of October. Send QSLs to him direct at his home call sign by the Bureau or LOTW. 3W, Vietnam. Jerry, DK8KW will be active as 3W9KW from Hanoi between October the 18th and 26th. Activity will be on various HF bands running QRP with a KX3 transceiver into a vertical antenna. Mode will be mostly CW and possibly SSB, depending on conditions.
QSL Vora's home call sign. 3Z50, Poland, special event. Christoph, Chris, SP6, DVP, stroke, 3Z6V, will activate the special event call sign, 3Z50, DVP, to celebrate his 50th anniversary, 1969-2019, to of being an amateur radio operator. Activity will begin on October the 15th and end on April the 30th of 2020. Operations will be on CW, SSB, RIDI and FT8. QSL Boris home call sign direct by the Bureau or relay TW. 9K, Kuwait. Abdullah, 9K2GS, who was active during this past weekend CQWWDX RIDI contest, will once again be active as 9K2K during the CQWWDX SSB contest. October 26 and 27, as a single-op, all-band, high-power entry. QSL via EC5AC or LOTW. A9, Bahrain. Fawaz, A92AA, who was also active during this past week in CQWWDX Ritty Contest, will once again be active during the CQWWDX SSB Contest. October 26 and 27, as a single-op, all-band entry. Africa Tour. Update. Last stop. Pista. HA5AO will once again be active as 7P8AO from Lesotho until October the 19th. He will use his aircraft K3S with a KPA500, which is fed into a vertical antenna and will operate from 8 to 10 metres using mainly CW and FT8 on the higher bands. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. And a reminder that the NZART Taranaki Award for October 2019 is underway. It runs until tomorrow the 7th. Today, Sunday 6th of October, 40 metres 7105 will be monitored from 0600 UTC for VK stations. From Australia, this is VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello, I'm Cole, VK3GTV, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group news. And first up, it's digital. In DMR land, here's some good news from VK2, a major project for the DMR network. Amateur Radio New South Wales determined some months ago to support the rollout of an amateur DMR network covering the eastern side of VK2. The objective was to provide a no-gaps network between the borders of Queensland and New South Wales. The intention is to enlist and support the efforts of the various amateur radio clubs within the state to accomplish this aim. Interested clubs should contact the ARNSW by emailing the Secretary. A repeater has recently been provisioned to Hornsby Districts Radio Club for deployment within the northern Sydney region and is reported to be working well. And this does not mean clubs outside the eastern seaboard are excluded. Far from it. Non-eastern New South Wales clubs are very welcome to join in too, particularly regional groups. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, QRP and Weak Signal Communication. Thanks to Peter, VK3YE, for this reminder. Melbourne QRP by the Bay is coming up next month, Saturday the 2nd of November at 3pm. It's an occasional gathering of home brewers, QRPers and portable operators. Normally between about 15 and 30 people show up for a very convivial couple of hours. Bring yourself, an idea and an interesting piece of equipment. 
gather at Chelsea Beach near the life-saving club and afterwards a lot of the crew go for tea at a local restaurant. That's 3pm Saturday, November the 2nd, 2019 for Melbourne QRP by the Bay at Chelsea Beach. And knowing Peter, you'll likely find him in the water. Worldwide First Class Operators Club. US Radio Ham flies to UK to present FOC Honour. In England, the Kent local press reports radio amateur Bill Maxson, N4AR, aged 82, flew from the USA to meet retired Sheppy TV engineer Ted Trowell, G2HKU, 96 years young. The Kent online newspaper story says, For more than 70 years, retired television engineer Ted Trowell and American heart specialist Bill Doc Maxson have been conversing over the airwaves as amateur radio hams. Now the pair have met up at Ted's care home in Minster on the Isle of Sheppey. Bill from Lexington, Kentucky, flew across the world to see his old pal and present him with the official confirmation of his election as an honoured member to the Worldwide First Class Radio Operators Club, or FOC. Ted, 96, of Bromfield House in Minster Road, and the 82-year-old Bill have been chatting since the late 1950s, first by Morse code and then by voice. But in all that time, they have only met twice. The last was in the 1980s. Ted has been an FOC member since 1952. He had been interested in radio since he was a boy and held an amateur radio licence before the Second World War. He moved into his care home some years ago, but the management allowed him to install a radio transmitter and receiver in his room. An aerial wire snakes out of his bedroom window and around the building, allowing him to remain in contact with other radio hams all over the world. We wish both Bill and Ted many more meetings, and wouldn't it be great if more retirement complexes permitted the use of antennas for resident amateurs? Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ILLW. The Worldwide International Lighthouse event is moving date in 2020. Since its inception in 1998, the International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend has been held on the third full weekend in August. The founders selected this weekend as it was the most suitable for the European and UK stations that made up the bulk of entries for the event. Next year, the third full weekend is host to the 75th anniversary of the cessation of hostilities in the Pacific region with the 15th of August, VP Day, falling on the Saturday of that weekend. The organisers of the event have decided it would be inappropriate to hold the ILLW event on the third full weekend of August next year, as many amateurs and others will most likely be involved in commemorating the important anniversary of VP Day, especially those bordering and within the Pacific Rim. It's hoped that this temporary move to the following weekend, the 22nd and 23rd of August, will not inconvenience anyone or imply that the move is permanent. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Virgin Orbit's Launcher 1 moves another step closer to flight. Virgin Orbit Launcher 1's progress report this week says that the rocket has been fully integrated, tested, checked, rechecked, analysed and triple-checked. Launcher 1 now is destined for a rigorous crucible of engineering demonstrations and tests at a test site up in Mojave to begin Virgin Orbit's first proper launch campaign. The orbital test flight rocket is currently being installed into a newly built test stand in Mojave, where in the coming weeks it will run through a number of critical exercises, including loading and fueling with mobile ground support equipment. The Virgin Orbit team is prepping and practising making sure they know how to do everything they could conceivably ever need to do. Then it's off to the skies, first for a captive carry flight and then for the launch itself. The second flight of the Launcher 1 will carry AMSAT's CubeSat RadFXSat-2 Fox-1E to orbit. 
Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amateur Old Timers. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6CSW, reminding you that the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's October Bulletin goes to air tomorrow. This month we have for you all the latest club news, plus three articles. An article from the National Oceanic and Atmosphere Administration entitled Solar Cycle 25, predicted to be similar to Cycle 24. A second article, Ending the Radio Silence After the Great War. And a third item, Part 1 of the story of Captain H.J. Round, pioneer of the thermionic valve and light-emitting diode, amongst his many other achievements. Full details of morning and evening broadcast times and frequencies are published on the club website www.raotc.org.au where you'll also find information about the RAOTC and membership. Everyone is most welcome to tune in and to join in the callbacks afterwards. Experimental Transmission Club President David VK3ADM is running an additional relay tomorrow afternoon at 1600 hours Melbourne time, 0500 UTC, on 7.146 MHz. Signal reports will be much appreciated to determine the viability of this transmission on a permanent basis. Once again, 7.146 MHz on 40 metres at 0500 UTC or 4pm Melbourne Daylight Saving Time. If none of the broadcast times suit you, you can download the audio file from our website at any time as from today. If you do listen via the internet, would you please email your feedback to us? Once again, check the website www raotc.org.au for your local transmission schedule tune in tomorrow or download the file for the October Bulletin and we look forward to hearing your call sign in the callbacks afterwards 73 from Clive VK6 CSW Thanks Clive Now just before we finish up this segment for Hams and Others a timely centennial When it comes to the celebration of a centennial, you might just say that, well, it's finally time. Time in this case isn't just the 100 years marking this 1HF station's operation in the USA. Time is also the commodity that the station, WWV, delivers. Located outside Fort Collins, Colorado, WWV, government licensed since 1919, transmits the local time standard, which is synchronized with coordinated universal time. It's what we call UTC, and it keeps all of us in sync with one another. WWV, Fort Collins, Colorado. The station marked its birthday on the 1st of October, a birthday its operators feared it might not see just a few years ago when the government proposed shutting it down as a cost-saving measure. Now, of course, it's been one big party from September 28th to October 2nd as the Northern Colorado Amateur Radio Club and the WWV Amateur Radio Club with help from many other operators around the country, worked in shifts on the various HF bands from the station itself. Operations included 160 metres and 6 metre meteor scatter, using the call sign of WW0WWV. And speaking of time, mine is up for this week. I'm Cole, VK3GTV. 
and I'll catch you next week with more Worldwide Special Interest Group news. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. 2019 social scene. VK4, just a couple of hours drive from Townsville or Cairns, the Cardwell Gathering October is on right now. And it's on for this whole weekend, so you've still got another day tomorrow, as well as the rest of today, this weekend, the 4th to the 7th of October. In VK3, next weekend, the Yarra Valley Amateur Radio Group Hamfest on the 13th of October, and, of course, the Worldwide Jota Joti 2019, weekend after next, Friday 18th, Saturday 19th, and Sunday the 20th of October. VK3, Ballarat Amateur Radio Group, BARG, Hamvention, October 27th, In VK3, Melbourne QRP by the Bay on Saturday the 2nd of November at 3pm. And in VK5, AHAS, the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's buy and sell at Marion RSL on Sunday, November 3rd. And in VK3, the Rosebud Radio Fest, November 17th. And don't forget the 2020 social scene for Alara Meet 2020 at Bendigo, October 2nd to 5th. And naturally, it's in Bendigo, Victoria. Well, thanks to the stars of our show today, Peter VK8ZZ, Jason VK2LAW, Felix VK4FUQ, Cole VK3GTV, Clive VK6CSW, and WWV. And if you're wondering why I'm here, someone has to push the buttons. My technically educated guess is that Graham VK4BB will be back in the top spot next week. In the meantime, may all your QRM be nothing a decent antenna card fix. I'm John, VK4JJW. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.